Welcome everyone once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian and this is a rerun. Uh, we are busy people, you know, grown-ass adults with real things to do, so I'm just going to go ahead and play our most popular, most listened to episode ever this week. This is episode 26, Cover Songs Re-Released. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kinda like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crap all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Start spreading the news. New York, New York. I'm a classic by Frank Sinatra. But I bet you didn't know this, it's actually a cover. Frank Sinatra recorded it in 1979, but Liza Minnelli recorded it first in 1977 for Martin Scorsese's film, New York, New York. But the film didn't do very well. It was part of Scorsese's more coke-fueled period. He was trying to make a celebration of musicals from an earlier age that nobody in the 70s quite got anymore. So it just floundered. And nobody would have heard of the song, except Frank picked it up, and then it became one of the biggest hits of all time. We're not talking about Scorsese today. We probably should someday, but we're not doing that today. Today we're talking about covers. Songs that were really good, as proved by the people who re-recorded them. In some cases, the original was good, but the cover was better, or the cover was worse, or the cover was just different. And that's probably the best kind of cover there is. One that doesn't try to imitate the original, but makes a statement that's all new. We're going to talk about the song Creep by Radiohead and how everybody seems to cover that. About punker bands that do their own covers at twice the speed. About ABBA and Erasure and how Erasure made one of the coolest EPs by just covering ABBA songs. And a bunch of other covers that we thought were worth mentioning. So, join us, Brian, Chris, and me, Eric, even though I'm trying to sound like Ira Glass, as we talk about covers. Welcome back to another Magnificently Huge with your bestest buddies, Brian, Chris, Eric. How's it going, Chris? Brian? Hey! Hola, como esta? Muy bien. Get out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is everybody today? I am smurfy as ever. <laughs> Eric, are you there? Yeah, I've just got the world's worst internet connection. I'm hearing womp, womp, womp. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Awesome. Uh, all right, I'll try it over here. How's that? I can hear you. That's fine. Okay, the only can you hear us? Because we can hear you fine. Yeah, the only problem is that I'm in the next room. Um, <laughs> fuck. We need to get Eric, like, a long network cable and a router for Christmas. No <laughs> shit. No shit. All right, uh, let's pause here, and uh, I'll go to a different room.
I'm in the next room now where the Wi-Fi can reach me uh, until it can't. Right now, <laughs> life is trying to figure out a way to make this not work. Uh, but I think in the next hour, we should be able to work it out before life figures out a way to make shit hard for me again. So let's do this podcast. Hey. Hey. Yay. Yay. Hey. Brian, I think you had a good point during the, the whole thing when I was walking downstairs that we should have a clip show. Uh, let's do that for the New Year's show. We'll, we'll like, do the, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's look back on a year in Magnificently Huge. Half a year. Well, in all, in all seriousness, we have been talking about, like, maybe not doing the podcast, at least during the holidays, as frequently, so that might be a good filler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how you, it's what you do when you, your writers go on strike, you do your clip yeah, show, right. right? Like you just have Riker relive all of his memories. Now we know the organism's growth rate is related to the memories he's experiencing or the emotions that they produce. You know, different mental processes generate different chemicals. Then all we've done is made things worse. Yeah. <laughs> writers. <laughs> that's a good one, Brian. Writers. Uh, Ah, well, well right. so everybody's good this week, apart from these uh, technical hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Awesome. I tell you Sweet. what, I love driving around an EV. It is, it is neat. Are I, you actually driving or is, is your wife driving? Uh, she's been driving it most of the time, but she's out this weekend to look at whales in the Puget Sound with her friends. So I'm here oh, alone nice. and I took, and she took the, uh, uh, the, the 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 Chevy that's a gas car, so I took the dogs to the park in the EV and it was neat. It was cramped. I mean, I don't recommend having two dogs with you in a in a, in a smart car because it's teeny teeny tiny. Yeah. But so when yeah. you, when you start that thing, uh, when you pull that plastic tab out of the back, you just like store it on the roof when you drive off. Uh, no, it's just what are you talking about? Because there is a plastic thing. <laughs> it's like little toy, you know, those little toy cars we use. Never. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, you, you, you caught me about 40 years too late. I haven't played with those things in a long time. It's like the Evil Knievel bike that you're like the little crank. This is Evil Knievel and the Evil Knievel shock absorbing stunt cycle. You can make him do wheelies. Backstands. There was hell on parquet floors. I will tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not the only one who didn't get that. Unfortunately, all the other people are listening. So, yeah, which is fine. And I just made myself seem even older. Good job, me. <laughs> Yay! You know, nothing was funner than when I was a kid rolling a hoop down the street with a stick. Remember rolling the hoop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were lucky. You had a stick when I was a boy. Oh. Yeah. Um. So does the does the smart car does it have like the torque the giddy up for as an of an electric car? It's not bad, but I you know I also haven't really stepped on it. I mean it. Mm -hmm. What I think is funny is how quickly it slows down because of the inertia brakes that charge the battery when you're braking the car. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, that's that takes some adjusting, doesn't yeah. it? It's like whoa, car braking way harder than yeah. I'm used. To. My car has sound effects. Like you push, you push the button to turn it on, and it goes, <laughs> and it's like, can I can I find where that audio file is in my car and just put any old sample there? Like <laughs> you probably could hack it. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before somebody turns your car off on the freeway just to be, you know, an asshole. Oh goody! Yeah, and then we'd be presaged by the by the two thousand and one sound clip. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Dave. Dave. 
I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine doesn't have such frills. The car just goes, it slows down. Daisy. Daisy. When I turn on my car, there's a, a light on the dashboard that just says, ready. You know, it's very no frills. It's very, it's very uh, uh, millennial. Okay, drive. Ready. <laughs> nice. Go. Uh, so right. what have you guys been looking at this week in, in, in this segment we like to call Fresh Air? This shit is fresh. All right, who's going first? Me or Chris? Should we spin the wheel? I love. Okay. I know we like. We love it when we spin the oh, wheel. Oh, g- sure. Spin the wheel. <laughs> I know Brian loves you know that. what? You know what, Brian? You spin the wheel. This week, you have to spin the wheel. Here, come over here and spin the wheel. <sighs> tick, 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 Especially the person who Except comes me. up on the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a theme this week. Um, so the remodel. Let's give it a remodel update. Um, that thing is still not done. Weekend, well, that's there's a story. Okay. So uh, last week we had the guys come to do the countertops, which was the last damn thing, and they please say granite. Put the countertops please say granite. Please, in, say granite. please say granite. It's quartz. Okay. Um, they they put the quartz countertop in and Good. granite sucks. We get all the way to the last uh, <laughs> the last like fifteen minutes of the whole damn remodel, and these guys have to go and fuck it all up. So they drill the holes for the sink way too close to the wall, so you couldn't possibly mount a faucet. And they wiped like water that had you know caulking in it all over everything, and they tried to clean. They almost ruined the entire set of cabinets with this shit. All in the last few minutes. <laughs> and so it's been this like unbelievable nightmare this week trying to get that sorted out. And they came and they did a patch job on the holes and they drilled new holes and they, they, yeah, like one of the shelves was crooked. They did a bunch of things that they tried to fix up. It's still not right. And we're trying to get a discount out of them at this point. But <laughs> this weekend, I, uh, I finally plumbed the sink and I put the, the garbage disposal back in and I have an actual functional kitchen for the first time in two months today. So that's nice. Yay. Yay. Have a bowl of cereal. This ties into my fresh. I was about to say, is this a book or a movie? I'm not quite sure. I know this Who is, stars in no, it. No, it's a Netflix show. <laughs> this is the longest prologue I've ever heard. God damn it! I just wanted to complain, but I had to give it some context because on Netflix, I've been watching Canada's Worst Handyman. Oh now, God! Have you ever seen Canada's Worst Driver? No. On Netflix? No. no, I don't watch anything with the word Canada in it. Dude, definitely watch Canada's Worst Driver. It's it's hilarious. Uh, these are, just these people who cannot freaking drive. Are they super polite about um, it though? Uh, some of them are. Okay, <laughs> but the same guy who hosts that show hosts another show, Canada's Worst Handyman, and it's these excuse me, it's these five people who are trying to renovate a house into a bed and breakfast and. There's like one guy who seriously doesn't know how to use any tool other than a hammer. He's hammering screws into things. He's trimming drywall with a hammer. You don't hammer screws, you moron. Yeah, this fucker does. You could. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could. If you have the upper arm strength, you could get a screw in like a nail, yeah. What's the name of the host? I can't remember his first name. It's something Good Husband is like his, his oh, last okay. name. Oh, okay, never mind. I was thinking of another guy that... Uh, 
might have been on a different show, but never mind. I, Continue. I I highly recommend the Canada's Worst Driver and the Canada's Worst Handyman has been interesting to watch just because I've been in like this incredible teeth gnashing, like anxiety inducing nightmare, you know, doing remodel work and like last night i watched the episode and they're all trying to do plumbing and then i had to go plumb the sink today and i was just watching that last night with like all this <laughs> dread about today uh, anyway that's my fresh shit i don't really have anything else okay well may you have a kitchen shortly uh and a house and whatnot shortly hey i have a kitchen and it doesn't leak now Yay. so that's good hey so chris what you what'd you watch this week what 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 entertainment what 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 thrilling stuff you out, oh. rehabilitated. What's new? What's next? You got the money you owe us, motherfucker? <laughs> I actually have I have two things. Uh, I watched uh, two different movies this week. And one of them is called Free Fire. And it's mm. a little indie thing. And it's got a chock-a-block cast. Uh, Cillian Murphy, Brie Larson, Charlotte Copley. Uh, army hammer and basically it's it's a really tight 90 minute shoot 'em up and it takes place in a warehouse when a, a weapons a, like a black market weapons deal goes wrong uh and it's like the 1970s but everybody is armed so basically everybody winds up getting shot in this firefight and then it becomes this weird mexican standoff <laughs> and it's I think a, I saw the trailer for yeah this yeah thing. and it's it's very fun uh basically everybody gets shot i'm just gonna spoil that part for you but it's no surprise frankly because everybody whips out a gun and then like everything just starts going nuts that sounds uh, great and it it's really fun. Basically, it's like if Reservoir Dogs were actually fun and didn't have all of that sort of obviously written dialogue, this is a lot more naturalistic uh, in its approach. Mm-hmm. They're all very glib and, and, and it's humorous, but it's also just really bleakly funny because it's just so violent. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it's really fun. But it's called Free Fire. Uh, and I would rec- I think Scorsese produced it. Uh, and I have no idea the people that made it, but it was very where, well done. Where is this available for viewing? Uh, I found it on Amazon. Uh, I'll check it out. I love sure gun you, many, So you subscribe to Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix? You're paying for all three of yes. those? Yeah, they're not very expensive. Okay. Yeah. I don't have cable, so... Yeah, yeah, you can't get the same thing on Netflix that you can on Amazon, that you can on Hulu. So it's sort of a mix. Right. Um. But yeah, I like movies and shit, so what are you going to do? Mm, uh, but uh, so yeah, Free Fire. And then the other one, and this is uh, off of your suggestion, Brian, and also because I was riding the sugar high of Thor Ragnarok from last week, mm-hmm. uh, I finally sat down and watched Spider-Man Homecoming uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. What'd you make of that? Uh, it, was re- it was really much better than I expected it would be. Mm. I, was not, I was not going into it with any sort of enthusiasm. Uh, apart from that, I like Tom Holland's take on Spider-Man in the Captain America Civil War. Uh, it's a much like lower stakes, lower yeah, key yeah. superhero movie. I, I liked what they did, but basically, when I came out of it, and they and they make a, an, a just an overt reference right there in the first you know thirty minutes or so. Uh, but it felt like if uh, Spider-Man was inserted into a John Hughes teen comedy uh and there was some like superhero action tagged on in places but that's exactly what it felt like and he there's like a yeah, scene his schlubby his schlubby buddy the what was it the guy the guy with the with the keyboard or whatever what is it yeah what do they call him uh, himself yeah uh, i can't remember the kid's name 
But yeah, and they, but yeah. it was all the the characters. Great. But you had a little, you had a little uh, sixteen candles in there. You had a little uh, pretty in pink. You had a little Ferris Bueller, and they actually yeah, that's the overt references. There's one where Spider Man is actually running through a bunch of yards and things to oh, yes, to catch the criminal, and right. and it's like the the March of the Swivel Heads. I think someone was even watching Ferris Bueller in the background. Yeah, and he runs great movie. Yeah, he runs fast, but he's doing all the hey, it smells great. You know, good movie. Uh, so that was an overt reference, but I liked it. I like Tom Holland's take on Spider-Man because he's basically he's an actual teenager. It's not the uh, that was the promise McGuire. they made with the last Superman uh, Superman Spider-Man movie was that they were going to keep him in high school, and yeah. they didn't. But, but Andrew, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire do not look like they belong no. in high school. No. Uh, which ruins it. No. And they're kind of dour. Well, Andrew, uh, Andrew Garfield, the problem with him was that like they made him the cool Spider-Man. Like He's skateboarding and shit. And it's like, no, Spider-Man is constantly getting shit on and made fun of. Yeah. That's part of the character. Yeah. And so I think they, they nailed it. And I like the fact that they, they made him sort of borderline ADD. He's just hyperactive all the time. And then you kind of think, well, is that like the character? Is that because he got bit by a radioactive spider and it's just fucking with him? But he's just always on the go, always on the go. I thought that was good. My only complaint is that they brought in the Tony Stark character, which as a mentor, which is not bad, but then they give him this super suit with all these gadgets and gizmos, and I that kind of mm-hmm. ruined it a little bit for me because that just wasn't Spider-Man to Does me. Does it come in the middle of th- what happened in Captain America? Because I know he had a shit suit, and then he had a Stark suit. Yeah, that's the, the eyes strangely move according to his expression. I mean, that's yeah. that's some they odd. They don't technology. really explain the eyes. Um, it's definitely that's a Tony Stark suit. Yeah, it's all it's all techno stuff. But the the opening of Homecoming is is one of the more clever uh, openings that they've done to introduce the standalone movie. But they just do sort of Peter Parker keeping a, a video diary on his phone of that trip to go fight in Civil uh-huh. War. Uh, right. And it's done from a kid's perspective, so everything is like, "Oh, puppies, bells, whistle, shiny things. This is so fucking cool." Uh, and that's the introduction, and it really works. It's very, very fun. And when they start the the, the credits to to do the opening, they actually do uh, a riff on the cartoon Spider-Man theme that we all know. Da-na-na, oh yeah, na-na. and uh, and go through from there. But my favorite favorite moment. <laughs> was the end stinger is one of the best stingers of any marvel movie i've ever seen oh the very end the one. very end I gotta, one. I gotta watch it don't don't so, don't say it okay. yeah the, the, here's the setup this isn't spoiling anything but the setup is that um captain america is like on these videos that the teachers are forced to show the classes yeah and um it's part of that uh running gag yeah and so it's at the um, it's at the very end, and it's just a super meta joke, and it and it just works. And uh, overall, it was really good. And uh, um, and Michael Keaton as the Vulture yeah. is more menacing by like not moving or saying anything. Yeah. you know the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, um, he he communicates so much. It's with just his face. Yeah, it was it was really well done. I was uh, very surprised at how much I liked it. Uh, and I was even more surprised because one of the guys that co-wrote it is John Francis Daly, who was the little one of the kids right. on Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Who's yeah. now writes all this blockbustery stuff. Very weird. Uh, but yeah, I I think this is the best incarnation of Spider-Man, and I was enthused. And so thank you for f- giving me that recommend, Brian. I finally pulled the trigger. Huzzah! Nice. 
Yay! Eric, yesterday I watched uh, almost all of The Arrival because it's free now on Amazon Prime and I wanted to give a shot to the guy who made Blade Runner 2049. It's in my queue. Oh! Oh, damn it. So one of us still hasn't seen it. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the arrival yet now. It's on my queue. I haven't seen the end of it yet cuz I had other stuff I had to get done. I mean, you haven't <laughs> seen the end? No. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. God uh, fucking damn it. So you are the second person now that I know who has dropped yeah, off of arrival. Yeah, yeah, it's boring. At the wrong time. It's boring. <laughs> I'm bored. No, it's the boring. last 5 minutes make the whole movie. Uh, the, oh my god. I've heard that one before. Make Samanex. Yes. All right. I loved it. I don't I'm, know. I don't I'm, know what to tell you, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, if you don't want to mess with The Arrival, you should watch Sicario. I like that one. I love that That's film. That film's great. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. But The Arrival, I'm watching it, and I'm going, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> when does Superman wait, show wait, up? Wait, 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 wait. Then I said, okay. <laughs> because it was taking so Long. I know where you're going. I already know where you're going. In fact, I could probably fast forward because I know, I know where you're going, and it, it just was un, just relentless, just relentless. Super. There was some pretty photography. I mean, it allows for some great, like that 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 helicopter mise-en scene flying over the um, the crowd of people, and then no people, and then the ship in the middle of the field and going around the army base. I mean, that that was neat looking, but not everything needs to take that long. It, it is definitely not an action movie, but, I mean, boy, I don't know. To me, it's like it's like not watching the last five minutes of Memento. I wasn't, like, I, I wasn't looking <laughs> for, like, like, an action movie. I was looking for, you know, movement. I, it, it takes too long. You know, in Sicario, there's a part that is like that, where they're in, it's night, and they're all wearing the night vision goggles, and they're sneaking up on, I don't even remember, but it's like they take their, he took his time in places where it made sense. Here, it's always going on, and it's boring. Oh, wait, this so is the last two movies made by Denny Vinia, whatever his name is, Dennis. Blade Runner and this. Eric has hated it. So please do not watch his version of Dune, which he is currently making. Oh, there's there's okay. no worry about that. No. <laughs> Dune, I mean, David Lynch already pretty much set the bar as low as you could go. So eh, I think there. Dune, the, the David Lynch Dune is good if you like the book. If you have no relationship to the book, it's no good. It's actually... Yeah. When, when you know the book, it's actually really good, but without that, yeah, it's mm, it's a school play version of a book I read. I've never watched it. Yeah, don't. I've yeah. never seen yeah, the David Lynch Dune. You'll, you'll be all right, Brian. Yeah. You'll be all right. Uh, it's no Charlie Sheen in The Arrival. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just say that. Oh, wait, that's a different one. God it's a different one. That's, that's where I always get screwed up. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, 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 but I reject the idea that somehow it's, it's, it's lowbrow to not be, I don't know, really into a movie that is that slow. I mean, if you're bored, no, you're that's bored. Fine. It, I agree. It's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. <laughs> and I'll watch it eventually. But I'm going to stop five minutes before the end and then tell you about you it. You motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does her dead daughter come out? Is that it? I mean, yeah, probably. No, but I'm not telling you. That's Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, right. I'll, I'll look it up on Wikipedia when we finish here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so this week we're talking about covers, and I specifically wanted to do this because I keep running into songs I love that are done by other people. Um, and I'm not sure why necessarily a good cover is a good cover. I thought we might explore that with you, the listener. But you don't get to say anything because you're just listening. We're going to discuss it with ourselves, and you're just going to hear us <laughs> talk about it. So there. So the the one thing that I wanted to clarify before we jump in is, d- do you consider there to be a difference between a cover and a remake? Or is it the same thing? I No, there's no difference. I think it's the same thing, yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not like... You know, a reboot versus a remake versus a sequel in movie world. I mean, a cover is a cover. It is okay. different than a a parody, obviously, because you're redoing the lyrics but keeping the music. That's fair. And it is different from a mashup because that's that's the original recording just with some extra shit on it. And it's also different from just sampling somebody else's song or being P Diddy and just going, uh huh, yeah. No, no, it goes diggy diggy ding ding. Diggy diggy ding ding. Ding ding diggy ding ding ding. Ours goes ding 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 diggy ding ding. Ding 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 diggy ding ding. That little bitty change. It's not the same. Okay, well, I just wanted to clarify because there are some corners where they say remakes are just the note for note. It's just a full on recreation, whereas a cover is sort of looser. But to your mother. I don't carry the way. Yeah. But thank you for clarifying. Yeah, that's where I come down anyway. Um, and also, I wanted to originally do this on just punk covers that, you know, like like punker bands that, that, that did cool covers. But I found most of the ones I love aren't on Spotify. So we're not going to really have a Spotify <laughs> list for this one. Because actually, all the covers we came up with this week are so eclectic, they're only on YouTube. So we're going to launch a YouTube channel for this shit. Um, uh, most of mine aren't that eclectic. Mo- yeah, but, I mean, okay. most of uh, Chris don't sell yourself short. Are yeah, I mean, I, I I can't believe what was not there on Spotify. But <laughs> the one thing that I was, and this is one of Brian's picks that'll come up later. Uh, but I've looked for it on YouTube, high low. But then Brian <laughs> was telling, well, here's the stuff I got. And I'm like, I was looking for that one. God damn it! It was on Spotify. So yeah, all right. It's very interesting. So- the corners of the internet. Okay, so uh, then uh, Brian won the spin. So, Brian, you go first. Okay. Um, so, talking about what makes for a good cover, um, I want to talk about covers where the artists take a song and really make it their own. Uh, where, it, I mean, because for me, that's, that's the real harm, hallmark of a good cover is, is that it, it, uh, it really doesn't sound like the original yeah. necessarily. And... It could even become the definitive version. So, yeah. an obvious example of that would be Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Correct. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me. The love we share seems to That's not their song. That's a cover. Mm. But nobody remembers the original. No. Um, Yeah, if you're doing a cover and you're trying to sound exactly like the original, you're really just a bar band. I mean, 
there's there's no thinking to that. That's karaoke. <laughs> it's it's true. But Tainted Love. I mean, I would agree because Tainted Love. That was the only version I knew forever and a day. Uh, and then when I found out it was a cover, it's like one of those like your mind just goes. <laughs> <laughs> I found out playing Grand Theft Auto. One of the songs on the car <laughs> nice. radio came on, and it was like, oh oh that's a cover. Holy shit! A couple other covers that I think fall into that uh, into that niche. Red Red Wine by UB40. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows a Neil Diamond original on that. No. Make me forget that I still need her soul. And then the other one that I thought of on that one too, and it's probably on your list, was the the one by Naked Eyes. Always something there to remind me. I actually didn't know that was a cover. Yeah, that's, that's a cover. That's Dead. a cover. That that was Dion Warwick did that one like in the sixties. Oh wow. Walk along okay. the city streets you used to walk along with me. And every step I take recalls how much in love we used to be. Oh how can I forget you girl? There is always something there to remind me. And so I only knew the naked eyes version for forever. And then I heard the Dion Warwick one just randomly once, and I went, "What? Wait, wait, wait! Whoa, whoa, wait!" So. <laughs> now the the other one that I was going to to bring up uh, just to irritate you was going to be Venus by Ban- Banana Rama. I thought of that one. I love that song because I love that video because I was only just starting to get you know hair on machine back when that came out on MTV. And, uh, yeah, preach, brother. They were yummy. Yeah, you wanted to ram your banana. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, another one too that falls in that, and I kind of just listed it, but I didn't. I had, we don't really need to discuss it, but there's a song called "Going Back to Liverpool" that the Bangles do. I found out after I'd heard it several times that it's actually a Katrina and the Waves song. And that was another one. I was like, what? Does Katrina and the Waves have more than that one song? Yeah. So, was, so, yeah. So, there's a couple of other real signature, like, very different from the original covers that I don't think the artists necessarily own the song now, but I also wanted to call out. Um, the The poster child for that has to be Devo's take on I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Yeah, I would agree. I agree. I actually wanted to I actually wanted to use that Whoa. in my intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely and that's one of the earliest covers that I ever I think I ever sort of retained when I heard it. Uh, and it just sort of stuck with me. And I knew it was Rolling Stones, but then you hear it and it's so so different that it just becomes yeah. their own mm-hmm. thing. And I thought, man, this is awesome. This is, I it is very much yeah. not the Rolling Stones. I mean, the the main riff barely shows up at the end, and it's only like half of it. Yeah. You know, that's all you get. Although, I'm, 
I'm gonna blow your mind a little bit on this one though because I was looking at other uh, like who else has covered X just to kind of see how popular songs are so obviously with the Rolling Stones you're gonna get a lot of that kind of thing but and I shit you not and it's a <laughs> it's available and you need to go hear it but Phyllis Diller did a version of I Can't Get No Satisfaction for an I've album she that. did in 1970 oh, and it is wow. fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> and it's like at the towards the end of the song, she just sort of goes off onto this sort of vaudevillian uh, stand-up thing, uh, where she just sings stuff like "I went to a taffy pull, the taffy won." Ah, ah, <laughs> you know, it's like what the fuck is going on? I'm such a loser. If I bought a new hat, they cancel Easter. I use nail polish to cover the rust. Oh man, we could have done an entire show just on William Shatner covers. <laughs> I know, I know. Mr. Tambourine Man is a yeah. classic, right? Oh. In the jingle, jangle morning, I'll come following you. Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. Tambourine Man! Hey! But as one he did a common people by pulp that he did with Ben Folds is right. It's top notch. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. It's top notch. But yeah, Shatner. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> do those even count as covers, though? I mean, that's another question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. covers in that they're doing somebody else's song, but it's really like, um, it, 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 they're not really well, trying interpretation. to They're being the, goofy. Well, well, it still counts. Okay. All right. I don't know. Those are closer to the covers that are too similar to the originals anyway. In my, I mean... You know, Shatner can't sing, but, I mean, they basically had, you know, session players playing more or less, yeah. you know, the same kind of background. I did want to call out one other cover that uh, I thought was someone really owning it, and that was um, the Fuji's cover of Killing Me Softly. Yeah, that's uh, great. Lauren Hill that just song. kills that thing. His finger one time, singing my life with his words, yeah. Okay, so it's a Lauren Hill cover. And then fucking, like, the rest of the Fugees are sitting there being annoying. One, two, one, two. Yeah, just 
I, that might as well be P. Diddy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you heard the, the version by Engelbert Humperdinck, by the way? Uh, I urge you to hear no. that. Yeah, I urge you to listen to that. That's, that's got some Killing flavor. me softly with that. her song. Killing me softly with her song. Telling my whole life with her words. Killing me softly. On the playlist it goes. I also asked Brian to discuss the Erasure uh, album they did of Mama covers because I remember thinking that was the most awesome thing I'd ever heard. I love ABBA. I love Erasure. It's only an EP, too. That's what kills me. Yeah. ABBA-esque. And yeah, there's like six tracks on it. Um, That falls in that other bucket for me. That is covers that are too close to the source material and in some cases don't really surpass it. Like... Their version of uh, Lay All Your Love on Me. I'd much rather listen to the ABBA version. Rather listen to the Information Society version of that. I put it to you that uh, ABBA wasn't capable of doing the covers like that, just technologically. I mean, they are they're a lot more synthy. Um, I mm-hmm. think their version of SOS is better than ABBA's. But I don't think all the versions they did were better, and I don't even think they were trying to. It was more of a love letter to ABBA. The Men Without Hats version of SOS. But that's the thing that made me remember ABBA actually in the early 90s and go, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I loved yeah. them as a kid. Well, and they've got so many songs, and it's another one of those sort of perennials. Like the Stones, Beatles, the Kinks, whatever. That they have such a a large catalog that it's just you you can throw a a dead cat and pick a, a band doing a cover one of their songs, and yeah. uh, and you get well, varying I mean, degrees of success. When I was a kid, we had the K-Tel ABBA album. Yeah, right. It was ABBA Gold, <laughs> and it had like all of their hits, and and that album is basically the soundtrack. To Mamma Mia, the jukebox musical, which oh, you know, God. I think somebody had that K-Tel up and said, "Let's make a musical out of it." Uh, was it um, the makers? Which, by the way, 
Don't ever watch the film version of Mamma Mia because Pierce Brosnan cannot Yes, sing. that is the best part of that movie is watching him uh. try so hard and fail. And what what's also amazing is that Meryl Streep can sing. I mean, she sings very well. Yes. But yeah, Pierce Brosnan gives in and he tries to give it a rocker kind of thing like to cover up the fact that he can't sing a song uh. and it's so bad. Where are those happy days? They seem so hard to find. I tried to reach for you, but you have closed your mind. Whatever happened to our love? They even give him high notes. They give him high notes, and he can't hit them. And it's like, uh, like people on set, I think, are are squinting and going. He's is is very much like um, Russell Crowe in Les Mis. You know, whatever happened to the good old days where you just had a guy record the thing in the studio and you lip sync yeah. you know come on and Pierce. i you know what though i'll give it to pierce brosnan because he never claimed to be a singer and for whatever reason he took that that role but uh, uh talking about les mis and uh uh, uh russell, russell crow Crowe, that motherfucker's oh, in a band that guy actually thinks he can sing and he cannot <laughs> He, he can just not. is not able to pull off Javert. Out in the darkness, a fugitive running, fallen from God. Damn. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> well, Ed, as a sidebar uh, for the erasure, the, I had, the one that I had come up with on the erasure when Brian had mentioned it, and it's one I really, really like, but it's Red Cross doing dancing queen have you heard mm. that no it's it's like they're just sort of weird pop grungy red cross thing but but it's dancing queen and it's it's quite spectacular nice. right. it's i would i would urge you to listen to that And then another one, a sidebar. This is not a uh, ABBA, but it's Erasure. I forgot that they did a cover of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, <laughs> as only Erasure can <laughs> do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually. That reminds me of is the uh, the Pet Shop Boys version of "You Are Always on My Mind." Yeah, yeah, that's one they they got away with and owned. Good stuff. I. Yeah, I, 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 another thing to discuss, uh, move, the song Creep by Radiohead has seems yeah. to have been covered more than any pop song in the last, you know, 15 years. It's kind of, it's, it's almost the, the modern version of a jazz standard because I find so many covers of it. Well, that and, uh, and Mad World, I would say, is up there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Donnie Darko, oh. Mad World became the other yeah. one. In my head, I want to drown my sorrow. No tomorrow, no tomorrow. And I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of 
sad The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had I find it hard to tell you, I find it hard to take When people run in circles, it's a very, very And then there was like that whole trend of like the nearly a cappella, like Lord style vocalists singing Lord. dreary Lord, covers Lord, Lord. of of 80s songs for video <laughs> game trailers yeah. for the last five years. It's like the preview for San Andreas had uh, that same thing with California Dreamin'. And, yep, yeah, yep. Oh yeah, there's a ton of those. Well, They're awful. But I I do love that. I love that song "Creep," and I love how many versions of it there are. I haven't heard really many bad ones. I I think the the oddest one is the one they used for the preview for the Social Network. The skull. Oh yeah, like the choir. Yeah. something yeah it's a guy with a piano and a uh, belgian uh women's choir singing it which i loved well i do like the uh the clip that you had found and it's i'd found i i don't know if i found it through you you had just said hey check this shit out and mm-hmm. sent me a link uh but it's the postmodern jukebox yes that do like like oh, 40s yes. 40s versions of modern hits and their yeah, version and of creep is, is quite I don't fun care if it It's really one guy and a collective of musicians yeah. and singers. So that particular yeah. one is uh, Haley Reinhardt singing it. And she does some of their best songs. She does Seven yeah. Nation Army. 
all about yeah. that bass, Black Hole Sun. It's, she like really gives a a great kind of swing feel to and these songs. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like I think when uh, I think Seven Nation Army when when I heard that one, I my I got like goose pimply on my arms for a yeah. little bit because she just yeah. she fucking sells it. It's weird how good it works. The roll up she does into the course that with the piano going da 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 it's it's really and effective and you're sure you're listening to a different song because i can forget Ooh, back and forth through my mind behind a cigarette and the message coming from my Creep, though, I, I don't know. The only cover I can think of other than the Social Network one is the Richard Cheese version. Oh, we got to talk about Richard Cheese. <laughs> yeah, Richard Nice segue. <laughs> oh, change my picture. Smack my picture. Change my picture. Smack my picture. I saw him for the, like, I'd never heard of him. And then a friend of a girlfriend was like, we got to go see this thing. I'm like, um, okay. And it was in the bar of the Greyhound racetrack in Phoenix and in the bar and they're doing nice. this show. And I was like, these guys are fucking great. And they, they did all these hits and I'm just, I'm, I'm losing my shit over this show. And then he does creep. I'm a creep. I'm a nut job. What the hell am I doing here? Happier, more productive, like the thing from Open. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, nice. And, and now I am standing on my chair shouting along with him like a pig on antibiotics. And yeah. <laughs> well, got to meet him afterwards, and he was just, you know, awesome. And then, of course, he becomes somebody everybody knows. Yeah. Well, it's if you like that one too. There's a band here. I don't know if they still play around town in Austin, but it's the same thing. It's like Richard Cheese. They're called the Recliners, mm-hmm. and they do a version of Creep. Uh, they do like Come on, Feel the Noise. Uh, <laughs> I want to be sedated. Back and I mean, it's just all like like basically these bands just take the the playlist and make it like it's a standard or something. It's a very weird thing. But Richard Cheese, I think, is is sort of the high watermark for that sort of thing. So uh, Richard Cheese is an example of like taking the style and making that a joke. And there's a couple of good country parodies, or, or not even parodies, but country covers. I, I played the word up that was from the Kingsman mm. a couple episodes. Yeah. Do you dance? Do you dance? Do you dance? Quick, come on, pretty lady, tell me what's the word. But the one that I have to go deep digging for this one um, was from the Dr. Demento show back in like the 80s. I think it was Tom T-Bone Stankus doing a country version of Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I only want to one time see you laughing. Laughing in the purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. I know that song, yeah. Purple rain, purple rain. So I gotta find that. Yeah, I remember that. Well, there's a lot. Like, There's a band called Hasey Dixie. Which is sort of like oh, yeah. the, the the country version of Richard Cheese, and they do a lot of well, they started doing they with do ACDC, ACDC. Co- yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. Dread Zeppelin did the reggae covers of uh, Led Zeppelin. It's the same thing. Uh, 
but <laughs> but they're but Hasty Dixie's version of Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap uh, cracks me up every time. Pick up the phone, I'm always home. Call me anytime. Just ring three six two four three six eight. Holly laugh cry. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. It's just that stupid country twang, and they just oversell it. It's just so dumb. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, the jokey ones can be fun, but and movies. Movies have a lot of these kinds of covers where they will take anything and just apply the cool sound of now to it, whatever now yeah. is. Uh, uh, one of the songs from my list was uh, Power Man 5000 doing Relax. Yeah. From, from Zoolander. I hadn't heard that before. And that, yeah, it was like, you know, Relax is a big a- part of that movie, but they didn't want to make it sound too easy, I guess. Yeah. And so they got Rob Zombie's brother to kick the shit out of it. That one too, the relax has that also had a bunch of co- like Richard Cheese obviously does that one. Um, I think Blondie had done a cover of it, um, and then there's this. Really? sort of in that realm of like the postmodern jukebox uh called nouveau vague and they do sort of loungy uh almost bossa nova type covers i guess um of songs and so they do that one but the the one that you need to hear from that from them nouveau vague uh they do a <laughs> they do a lounge chanteuse cover of too drunk to fuck by the dead kennedys that fucking rock it is so amazing uh, it makes me laugh every time i hear it i don't relax is one of those songs i'm not sure you should bother to cover it i mean it's right that just reminds me of like the orgy cover of blue monday oh yeah like, yeah just fuck just don't fuck that. I, I have a story about it. that one actually i, I okay but i, I just want to say i it's like fine. the power man 5000 version better than the frankie version i really do <laughs> oh no it's the prime no, minister of malaysia yeah. prime minister of malaysia bad <laughs> that's the scene in zoolander that it plays over yeah it's fun. to me to me that's one of those covers where it's like okay yes they've maybe modernized the song a little bit but it doesn't add anything that wasn't present in the original mm-hmm. like the poster child for me of that is the aerosmith cover of come together Ugh. which Ugh. has recently been getting play in the justice league justice yeah. league trailers uh, i can tell you Why? It's just the same song. That one, well, actually, I'll tell you why. There was a movie in the 70s called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band starring Peter oh. Frampton and the Bee Gees. And <laughs> oh it was the God. biggest bomb, like, like shitstorm of all time. But it was full of Beatles covers with uh, Steve Martin singing Maxwell's Silver Hammer. 
Maxwell Edison, majoring in medicine, calls her on the phone. Can I take you out to the pictures, Joe? Oh, that's what it was. Oh, that played on HBO all the time. So none of this answers the question why. So Aerosmith <laughs> begs the question why? <laughs> why? So Aerosmith was doing the song for the movie. That's why, because it was a movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, but but, but the, please no. Well, why? the the orgy version of Blue Monday. Uh, I just I don't like the song in general because it's just too much of that uh, genre, that new metal sort of hey let's be nine inch nails kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, that was like nine. I guess it was like ninety eight. I think it was uh, the Sweet FA album. But Love and Rockets was touring. And I went and saw them and Orgy opened for them. And it was some like smallish club in Mesa, Arizona. And oh, probably like the Sun Club or something. It was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that shitty. It was it was just something. <laughs> uh, so I went to see Love and Rockets and Orgy to open for them and the place was fucking packed. I mean it was just elbow to elbow. And so Orgy got up and uh, played a bunch of songs that nobody seemed interested in. And then they played Blue Monday, and the whole crowd of all these teenagers went ape shit. And then, you know, they played like a 30-minute set, and then they left. And then the fucking place just deserted. And so the only people uh. left were the ones that were there to see Love and Rockets. And it was like a third of the crowd was all that was left to see Love and Rockets. And it was like, this is fucking ridiculous. You people paid money to come see Orgy so you could hear Blue Monday? <laughs> you fucking imbeciles. Uh, and why and that, didn't the Bubble Man open? Anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. That's a whole that's a whole other story. So that's my that's my Orgy Blue Monday story, and I don't like them for it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that also reminds me of all of uh, Eric was pointing out a while back all the Marilyn Manson covers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I yeah. don't mind a cover too, but Jesus Christ, I can think of more covers he does than originals. I mean, yeah. well, that's not fair because I've actually listened to his his albums, and so I know more of his stuff. But fuck, if you didn't, I still want to hear the Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> the Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock. Five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mister Manson, we're, we've got. Okay, here's the next song. Oh God, I have to record all of yeah. these. Yes, sir. All five million songs ever recorded. <laughs> Go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 why am I doing Gregorian chants? No one's going to listen to Gregorian chants. <laughs> uh, well, it does put me in mind to to at least bring up uh, Joan Jett, who has made, I mean, to be honest, uh, a career out of doing covers, uh, some some better than others. <laughs> when we were uh, discussing Joan Jett, I was like, yeah, let's talk about Joan Jett and all of her covers. Uh, uh, this is my favorite one that she does. And then Brian's like, that's actually the one song she's recorded. Yeah, in her Eric's, Eric's all like, fucking yeah, cover. Here's, here's the one I like, Bad Reputation. Yeah. I'm like, no, she co-wrote that one. That's like one of the few that she's actually done. That's an original. Uh, but it's, you know, she, I Love Rock and Roll, which is one she kind of made her own, which, you know, good for her. Crimson and Clover, that was another sort of yep. uh, more obscure one. I actually think the name of that song is <laughs> But then she does, like, ACDC, which is a song by The Sweet, uh, a glam rock band.
think she's covered Fun 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 by the Beach Boys. Um, she's done... Uh, God, like, I can't Get even remember her, her though, because she's just, she's just like a bar band, like, playing bars and touring, and yeah. she's never stopped. Well, I mean, she's like, even done, like... Uh, 40 like, years or whatever. Like, Love Stinks by the Jay Giles Band. She did a mm-hmm. cover of... Uh, of MCA by the fucking Sex Pistols. It's an unlimited supply, and there is no reason why. I tell you, it was all a frame. They only did it because of fame. Who? MCA. I mean, it's just like the list is just endless of all the stuff that she's done. It's like, when did you ever sit, sit down and write your own stuff? I think she at one point even covered The Runaways uh, on an album. It's like, uh, so her. Does, entire, that, does that count as a cover? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Good <laughs> yeah. question. Artists covering their own songs. I I know one of the ones she did. Uh, I think it was "Do You Want to Touch?" Was Gary Glitter? Gary and, fucking Glitter. Yeah. And given that Gary Glitter is now you know a known pedophile, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to touch me? There, it's got like a real. Super creepy kind of feeling to it. I hear. Okay. I hear. Do you want to name touch? an arena rock band from like 1975 to 1990 who wasn't full of pedophiles? What? I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't. That's that's a, the that's fucking craziest like, question I've ever heard in my life. Man. Okay. Like. <laughs> Uh, seriously, like you think Kiss weren't pedophiles? You think like all the hair metal bands? Okay, I mean, why do you think these people do what they do? Okay, we got to stop anyway. this show right now. We're changing topics. <laughs> this this show is Brian. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I got to hear an explanation of this. Where where does no. the pedophilia in 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 classic rock come from? This is crazy. I I got to get some popcorn. Why, why, I mean, people are doing. Why do you think these guys are in bands? They're trying to get pussy. <laughs> like, and they're playing for teenage girls. Uh, you, they're getting teenage pussy, guys. This is this is not news. Where, where have you been? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure when you're a pedophile, though, you're looking for a very specific underage. You know, not a, I didn't know, but a, that is a child. That's... Oh, no, I figured it was I didn't care. <laughs> no, no, um, pedophilia is I've uh, got a kink, and it's all about kids who are too young for this kind of shit. Okay, this explains this explains your reaction. No, I was just assuming... Okay. No, I was like, wow! I just had this image I had this image of cheap trick with all these schoolgirls bouncing on their <laughs> knees and just like, Oh, I want yeah. you to want me. Come on. Uh, what what will hereafter be known as the Gary Glitter effect? Uh, mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Best best uh, cover of Gary Glitter was was by Doctor Who. That yes, yeah, yeah. the Time Lord, Rock and Roll uh, Part Two, yeah. Doctor in the TARDIS. Oh God! Yes, by the Time Lords or the Jams or the KLF or whatever you want to call them. They're actually mounting a comeback right now. It's a mysterious comeback. But it's whoever, whoever. Exterminate! They had a tour with Orb, and then they can both do their Doctor Who songs. <laughs> Good call. Uh, well, another another one I had on my list that I wanted to talk about was. Uh, and Eric may not care as much about this one, but I know, Brian, uh, you and I, back in the late 80s, were big into this album, but the band called Age of Chance. 
Oh, uh, fuck yes. And they've got two cover songs on their uh, album, their first album. One is uh, Kiss by Prince. You got to know how to talk if you want to impress me. And it would help if you can walk. I know how to undress me. I love thinking about fantasy. The real world suits me fine. Just me and all of us. We can have a good time. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. You don't have to be cool to rule my world. Ain't no particular sign I'm not compatible with. I just want your extra time and your kiss. Which is a really sort of different take on that it's a very industrialized <laughs> punky sort of thing but they also Beautiful. but they also do disco inferno and it's to me that's a definitive <laughs> edition of disco inferno because it's just this, it really is it's just this noise crunch there's no disco in this inferno at all it's amazing <laughs> Chance is is an interesting band to check out because they're for they no two albums from the Age of Chance sound anything like each other. <laughs> the first album was this really like industrial punk early '90s like washed out Blackbird Jesus and Mary Jane shit. Yeah, and then the second album was this like mind blowing hip hop infused like pop will eat itself uh, thing called A Thousand Years of Trouble which is fucking incredible and then the third album they lost their lead singer and they sucked (laughs) but they'll always have Disco Inferno I also had two others because we were talking about bands that sort of make it their own Uh, I I love and it's not for everybody because I've talked to people and they're like eh whatever but uh, the band Cake who is not a stranger to covers uh, but their version of War Pigs by Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah. And as a longtime Black Sabbath fan, I thought because it I just not heard this. You've not heard well. By the end, it just hits the crescendo. I there's and trumpet. And oh, there's trumpet. Yeah, and yeah, then just okay. the choruses. They're just getting into it. Oh Lord, yeah. There's an air raid siren. There's an air raid siren. Air raid siren. Oh my gosh. But, uh, Hello? Most people don't I seem to care for it. You guys so. can't hear me, I can you? I heard enough from Eric. I want to hear more suggestions I've been from talking. Eric. Why? Hello? 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 Maybe it's because he dropped off. I'm here. Gone. What's? I can hear, hear you. Ah, oh, Eric's dead. God damn it. Hulk. Fuck. Maybe he's been trying to kid it we're getting edgewise for the last 10 minutes and we haven't noticed. We're just yapping. Sounds like he dropped off. Fuck. Oh, motherfucker. God damn it. I, Eric, once hello? again, is probably screaming like angry obscenities in the most entertaining <laughs> way possible, and yet we're not hello? getting it on tape uh, again. Uh, like the second time tonight. Hello? He, hello? Hello? He, he sent a text. He says, I hear you. Hello? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. Uh, oh, no. Oh, fuck's well, sake. Well, just... You know, just say uh, some stuff, Eric, and we'll sit here uh, and go. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, big stuff. Calling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God yeah. damn it. I've been like yelling <laughs> for two minutes. <laughs> I've, been, awesome. like, I've been adding things to the conversation and going, well, <laughs> fuck you if you're not going to listen to me. All right. And then I realized you can't hear a goddamn word I say. Yeah. Incredible Hulk. Well, and that's the best part is it's all going to stay in the show. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. My, so, my wife is we, so horrible. God damn it. Uh, I just every fucking time. Uh, so we so yeah so we just talked about uh, war pigs by cake yeah and i was uh, like adding in oh that's going to be the fun part for you to listen to you know what actually i don't think i need to say it again because we're leaving okay it in. all right so eric tell us about your list then okay uh i mentioned actually all the ones on my list um well but, you didn't you didn't mention the the really cool one that i had never heard before but it was that orchestra obsolete doing yes. blue monday by new order and it's all like ni- oh yeah 1930s instruments Orchestra Obsolete is a group of musicians. They got together for a BBC special on outdated instruments. And so they did a cover of Blue Monday using a, um, a prepared piano, uh, a theremin, all of these, these instruments that are just out of favor now. And yeah. yeah, it's super tight. It's really great. Yeah, um, it was it was one of the best covers I've ever heard of that song. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I heard that, I was good. just blown away. Have you guys heard yeah. Apocalyptica? No. Which is like the string quartet version of Metallica? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're good. They, they're like burning up the horse hair on this shit. They're, they're working. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> burning up the horse there i've never heard that one before so that's as close to a segue as i've got uh since we got far far away from the radiohead's creep uh, i do want to talk about acapella groups doing covers okay right? um which the, i which can be good the I, one yeah. that everyone's heard is probably the the acapella arrangement of toto's africa which is sort of ubiquitous i've not heard it hurry boy it's waiting down for you Um, there's actually a, a group that does a Christmas version of that, uh, which is silly. But my favorite acapella cover, there, there's two others I'd call out. There's a great acapella version of In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, uh, which I highly recommend. And then, no, no, it's, it might actually be the Brown Derby's. Okay. I don't know, but the Brown Derby's version of Karma Police yes. this, is 
quite possibly better than the Radiohead. I, I love it. This is what you get when you mess This, I found that one, oh God, it's got to be like 18 years ago now, during the dark days of Napster, when that mm. was first starting, and I just randomly found it when I was just searching for all of my illegal music, allegedly, and uh, and downloaded it, and then I couldn't get enough of it. So yeah, I know exactly what, <laughs> what, you're, yeah. what you're talking about. It's amazing. I really love the song, um, um, Brother Can You Spare a Dime, from the Depression era, and there are a bunch of covers of that. Uh, Tom Waits did it. Mandy Patinkin did it. Uh, I always the, forget the he best, can sing. The best is a oh the 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 cover Tom Waits does is fabulous. It's they used to tell me I was living a dream, <laughs> and so I followed the mob. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's great. They used to tell me I was building a dream. So I followed the mob When there was earth to plow Or guns to bear I was always there Right there on the job But uh, they, there is a barbershop quartet version of it that's you know, I, fantastic yeah once i built a railroad made it run made it race against time once i built a railroad now it's done brother can you spare a think maybe part of the beauty of a cover is that it's a universal adapter for whatever kind of music you normally do and you can make yeah. it work for that if it's yeah. a song that allows for that it can be a great cover but you can't you can't cover something that is well god now that doesn't make any sense either because word up is about as its own thing as you can get and then a country band did. yeah so so never well, mind. But, but see, that's that's still a good. They're taking it and they're transforming it and they're making it something new. I, you know, I write and record music as a hobby, and I've wanted to do a bunch of covers. But the problem is that my influences are on my sleeve at all times, and I can't necessarily come up with covers that are distinct enough. Yeah. Uh, well, like the I, two songs I most want to cover are "Only a Memory" by the Smithereens and "21st Century Digital Boy" by Bad Religion. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure I could pull it off. You know, what? you bring up an interesting point though, because most covers I think are like love letters to the bands that the person singing it liked. You know, like like yeah. thank, mm -hmm. you know, like 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 sort of a returning the favor. Here's my version of your song that I liked so much. 
But if they are too influenced by that band, then there's no point in doing a cover, is there? Well, it's just I like the the ones that maintain their own the artists that maintain their own sensibility, but they're doing the the cover. And so it's not a note for note remake. It's the song, but it's in a totally right. different realm, like some of these we've been talking about. But one of my favorites is uh, Ben Folds doing a cover of Dr. Dre's Bitches Ain't Shit. And it's got the <laughs> piano and everything. And it's just this like almost melancholic piano dirge. Mm. Uh, but it's it's Dr. Dre's Bitches Ain't Shit. And it's unexpurgated. So it's all of the, the lyrics for better or worse and it's just it floors me used to know a bitch named eric wright we used to roll around and fuck the hoes at night tighter than a motherfucking gangster beats and we was born on the motherfucking compton streets peep that shit got deep and it was on number one song after number one song long as my motherfucking pockets was fat i didn't give a fuck where the bitch was at but she was hanging with the white bitch doing the shit she do sucking on a stick just to get a buck or two in the end she got meant nothing and now she's suing cause the shit she be doing ain't shit it was an awful like late 90s i don't know frat rock golf fuckhead band that did a cover of an nwa song and i remember being really insulted by that oh uh I can't I think, are you thinking of uh, Dynamite Hack doing a song? Boys in the Hood. Uh, doing a Boys in the yeah. Hood. And I remember just going, that's so gross. God. Yeah. That's just yeah, that so, it's almost like saying, we're, we're, we're not only white, we're obnoxiously white. Here, watch yeah. us steal culture and like and, you know pull its balls off and <laughs> yeah, make it like that's, us. But then the Ben Folds one, yeah, the Ben Folds one I, I scared me when I heard of it. And then I heard it and I was like, he actually took <laughs> the song and found the elemental heartbreak that was hiding yeah. in it and like expanded on it. And 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 hired a, 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 a black guy to sing the portion where he says, you know, the N word, which was smart yeah. too. But I like the opening because it's just the, like, you hear the... Mm. sort of wind and then he's got the piano blah blah and then you just get the like the voices come in and go bitches ain't shit <laughs> and then yeah and then he goes into it. it's very well arranged it's, i love it so it's much it's ben fold's brilliance as a producer that he can put such a slow build and have yeah. it like crescendo just right at the end yeah. yeah i love that song it's good and it also reminds me there's another it's like one not hasty dixie but it's in that ilk that's just sort of their their bent as they do sort of uh, like bluegrassy kind of stuff, but it's a band called the Gourds, and they do uh, a countryfied version of Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice <laughs> that is also super amazing. It's just, uh, it's a very, I mean, that's a party song to begin with, but this is just a full on like country kick up your feet and and dance the floor uh kind of thing when they do it it's it's quite fun <laughs> but it's in that same vein of of like white dudes <laughs> appropriating <laughs> culture and uh and somehow not making it a, a mockery i just realized brian i've got the solution to your problem of how you can do a cover mm. album uh what you need to do is uh pull a pull a barbara and do a broadway album Hey, Mr. Armstein, here I am. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh. Well, I mean, I think a lot of those come from bands playing stuff live. You know, they're like padding out their set yeah. with covers, and then they end up recording them. 
I don't know. I think also if we once we get all the drops in this, we've probably hit about the three hour mark by now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's end it with like our top five. Can 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 you kick out just your top five? Because that's what I'm going to lead the playlist with. Okay. Oh boy. Uh. Well, shit. Uh, I mean that Karma Police uh, yeah, I think most of them, is right up there. Yeah. yeah, most of them we've already I think brought up through the the show. Okay, well uh, then I'm just gonna give my top five, and uh, right. you we'll go you guys we'll go from out. there. Uh, okay, so my my top five. Um, Weezer did a cover. Well, I, a kind of their their drummer basically on his own time did a cover of uh, "Life's What You Make It" by Talk Talk. <laughs> It's controversial in that not everyone is sure it's really a Weezer song. It's on just the Japanese reissue of uh, the Red Album. And that so, explains why I couldn't mm, find it very readily. Yeah, people are like, "Is it? We? I don't know if it's we, but it's you know, yeah, it's Weezer." Um, well, I will I will grant you that it's much better than the Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana version of that song. Ooh. <laughs> well, any, anything you know you know she is a marketing genius just as an aside yes, she is yeah. a marketing genius because think about it she was on a nickelodeon show for years and years and years and then Disney. she she went and then she went and did a solo career and you didn't think of her as hannah montana anymore you only thought of her as a dirty dirty whore I think that is how much really of that smart. is actually Billy Ray Cyrus being the genius, Matt, wh- whomever, <laughs> her father, whomever. Uh, but yeah, whatever. so Weezer, yeah. Weezer doing life's what you make it. Uh, yeah. Power Man Five Thousands Relax, yeah. uh, uh, Orchestra Obsolete's Blue Monday, which we mentioned, Postmodern yeah. Jukebox Creep, uh, and number one, uh, Buddy Rich doing Norwegian Wood. I found a, a an album of Buddy Rich, like a live album, and they do yeah Norwegian Wood. There's no singing; it's just a jazzy, swinging, awesome version of Norwegian Wood. And if I can't that, find it on YouTube, I'm just going to send you the file, Brian, so you can put it in right right here. <laughs> yeah, that, take us out with that. That's a yeah. great one yeah. to take us out. Now, if there's stuff that you wanted us to talk about, we're done. So there's nothing yeah. we can do about it. But <laughs> yeah. why don't you write us Fuck anyway? Uh, we're MagHuge, M-A-G-H-U-G-E, on Twitter. We're Magnificently Huge on Facebook. We're Magnificently Huge on the YouTubes. And we're... What else are we? I forget. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. There's like Thank one picture up. Yeah, and we're at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com if you want to drop us a, a, a word up. And then you can give us feedback on iTunes and rate us and whatnot. And it's funny, you know, I, we, we keep thinking we're doing this in a vacuum, but I keep having people come up to me at work and, like, saying stuff about the podcast. So it's starting to spread at least that Shut far. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Someone's listening. Well, hey, everybody at Eric's work. Uh, sponsor us. Hey, everyone at work, sponsor us. I will I will do ads for the company if you'll give me a couple extra bones. Eric, Eric, what Eric's not saying is he's put a Bluetooth speaker in the office and he's blasting the podcast and his coworkers are forced to listen. Uh, that is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>